The world isn't wide enough. Get immersed in the expansive views of the 48-inch customizable panoramic display in the all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid. Explore more at Lincoln.com. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Tuesday Club. This is the Arsenal podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? I'm fine, Alan. I'm fine. I hope you're well too. And you know what they say what you're losing the fire, you're finding the ashes. <laughs> there you go. End of podcast. This will go right now, shall we? Let's sum it up the whole shebang. <laughs> Shortest uh, podcast uh, ever. Uh, I'm can rely on you for pithy in, for pithy insight, and this is what I said. Yes. Uh, Damien Harris is here, the midfield hey. general in the house. Hello, hello, hello. Big up the general. How are you, D? Chastened, I think. Chastened is, 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 is the word I'm going to go for. Chastened, a harrowing. We're, oh. we're recording this, listener. It's Wednesday evening, uh, so we're a couple of days uh, at 7.24 p.m. Uh, this is the, the time we've been able to convene, uh, not because of the shock of the of the thrashing at Sellers Park, but just because this, our lives are different. Uh, so <laughs> we've had a couple of days to try and process that, and also it's a... Uh, it's been, I don't know how many days it's been. It's, it's before the international break. We haven't yet podcasted about playing Liverpool at the Emirates or Aston Villa at Villa Park. Um, so we've got three games to look back to and a couple of games to look forward to. Quite a lot of emails have come in. Uh, here's one from, uh, it's just in front of me, before, we'll do the others later, from Jeremy Spinks. Uh, Dear chaps, Ted Lasso was wrong. It is the hope that kills you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> love, love the pod. Here are some updated lyrics for the Kieran Tierney song. Kieran Tierney, he came down from Scotland, got an injury. He's better than Nuno, now it's misery. <laughs> Kieran Tierney came down. From Scotland, got an injury. He's better than Nuno now. It's misery. Very good. Uh, and then he goes, despite the convention, I will most likely email you again. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, fair enough. So thank you, Jeremy, for that. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, we'll go. I don't know. Where do you want to begin? Which match would you like to talk about? Forward, do you want to talk about the Liverpool one first? This was a match that I couldn't attend because I was, it's been rearranged. And I was working, um, but we got our well. We got dumped in our ass, didn't we? We got our, well, our yeah, but not as by better half, it was not as badly as usual. I think is a, a bit like the city game. Yeah, we were in it for a long time. We weren't four nil down after twenty minutes, so there was a lot of good stuff. There was a lot and of a good atmosphere in the stadium in the first half. And actually, no booing at the end. People were cheering them off again. Uh, Good, yeah. good vibe in the stadium. Great vibe. That was That's that good. was a positive. I think is mm. is how we um, supported. And yeah, you're right. There wasn't any vitriol or well, there was some from me to Jurgen Klopp. 
Um, I wasn't happy. Sasquatch. I wasn't happy with my own performance. We had Giles. Giles Peterson uh, sat with us. Uh, oh, nice! And uh, I do love Giles. And I came away just going, "Oh!" And I was, you know, famous, very... uh, famous disc disc jockey for yes, those of us, yes, for those who... people outside the oh, well, that was weird. Disc jockey, yeah, the dance music sphere. Yeah, Mike, you know, yeah, Mike, yeah. Mike knew him, so but that was um, um, someone I very much like, and uh, I was I reverted back to my angry general, uh, and I was yeah, yeah. Do you think you were influenced by Giles? He's quite a genial no, chap, Giles. No, oh, absolutely, no, no, not yeah. at all. I was just upset with myself for reverting back to that angry shout at everything, shout at everyone. It's not much uh, point shouting at Klopp, really, is there? No. I mean, I'm, everything gets absorbed by his big padded coat and his massive teeth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we were... We gave him a game in the first half and then it became very evident... So a classic case of it was all going very well and then they scored a goal. Yes. One of those they games. They scored twice. Yeah, yeah. They, they scored, scored a goal. goal. And then they Jota, on... who's an absolute cursed enemy of us now, this guy can't stop scoring against yeah. us. Fired in one at the near post. It was reminiscent, I thought. Do you remember a goal that Robin van Persie scored a few years ago? It was in the match where we beat Barcelona. The, the one of all the times Ooh. we played them. And actually, we were lucky to play them when we look back to see, see that great side of Messi and everyone. Yeah. But they did normally beat us. But on this particular night, we beat them 2-1. And van Persie got our first. And he fired a left foot shot. You know, no one could hit a ball sweeter than him. Inside the near post, went between the keeper's ankle and the post in the in the gap that was the width of the ball, you know. Yeah. And it was a Jota's hit was very similar, I thought, against Ramsdale. And immediately they jump on the keeper. Oh, you yeah. shouldn't be beaten there. You shouldn't be beaten there. He can't get down to that. He's hit that so hard. Yeah. Into the tiniest gap. It's a nonsense. The keeper's got to. He can't park himself adjacent to the post. He's got to cover the far post as well. So balls sometimes, if they're in that bottom corner, they go in there. I thought it was a nonsense to criticise Ramsdale actually for that, even though he himself will probably be hacked off it winning. Yeah, he wasn't happy with that. But I mean, but then they bring take off Jota and they bring on Firmino and and Mo Salah, and you go, you look at their bench and you go, oh Christ, look what they're bringing on. And you know, you look at our bench and it's like weak. It's no comparison, you know. And we have no striker. We have no strike for. No, but I mean, they are they are a team five years into this project. The process, process, Process project. Mm -hmm. Let's go process. Okay, Um, but you know they're. You know, of course that's true, Dee. But I do feel this week I felt it strongly. There was a big clear out, wasn't there, in January, and uh, Arsenal cleared out lots of players. Uh, moved them out of the club. Some of them had to go. Some of them there was, you know, Arteta fell out with. No names mentioned. <laughs> and then one or two, you thought, this is daft. And the one I really thought was daft was Maitland-Niles. And now we're in a situation now with, with Tierney's injured and Partey's injured. And we could do with a player who's versatile, who could cover left back, yes. who could cover centre mid, yeah. who's quick, who's tenacious, who's experienced. Wouldn't be handy to have a player like that around right now for the next 10 games. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or nine games that we've got left. And he's out in Rome. I mean, that was so stupid to do that. And now we're really struggling. Nuno Tavares, really, to me, he looked 
looks like someone who's he's just come out the Portuguese four by four hundred meter Olympic running team, and now he's playing football. He doesn't really look like when he gets the ball what the end product's going to be. He doesn't know where to stand. He's jittery. Mm. He's nervous. Yeah. He hasn't played for a few weeks. You go to sell us power, and it would just look like the weakest link in the chain, didn't it? But yeah, well, that's the thing yeah. is he hasn't played. He hasn't had any game time, so we can't be too hard on him because you know. He, Players need game time, and but yeah, Maitland Niles, God, he, he would. Uh, I thought yeah, we had a loan system be... where you could get players back. Or is that rule changed now? Once they're no, on I don't loan, know what the point. rules are, mate? But we cleared a lot out, and we had a paper thin squad. Yeah, uh, it was okay uh, at Villa. We went up there. Uh, Bert Leno came in for Ramsdale and punched a free kick away at the end and everyone jumped on him and they were made up with that result, weren't they? Oh, made up with it. Mm. Got an away win up there. With Coutinho had a shocker. Um, he's either absolute genius or can't hit a pass right. He's very much like Thomas Partey. He really, yeah. <laughs> Thomas yes. Partey, either he looks like a world-beating, cruising through matches like he has done in a few games recently, or he plays like he did against Palace when he probably shouldn't have played. Perhaps he was already tired from international week. Perhaps he was already feeling the thigh injury, and now he's out for going how long. Yeah. I mean, I, he, it was back to um, four out of ten Thomas Party, wasn't it? Who was couldn't yeah. pass to anyone. No. Could I he? know him and uh, you know Erdegaard as well. Yeah, and of course you have to say that what's fascinating, and we're going to come to it, I suppose, is, is the contrast between the managers, between Vieira, who, who many of us, myself included, would long to see in the Arsenal dugout. We make no bones about it, whether it's in a few years' time, post Mikel Arteta or sooner, depending on what happens. But he has a a real calmness about him. When they scored the first goal, it's a very slow clenched fist and little fist bump and really making an effort to be calm. Yeah. And the total contrast, of course, to Mikel, who's bounding around like a monkey in a cage at the zoo, you know. And but the so well all the top, all the while that he has that calmness, his team play with an absolute feroc- ferocity. I mean, it's super yeah. intense. Well, the thing was commitment, don't they? Uh, I know it's about Palace. They were so well drilled. Everyone seemed to be in their right position. It was like it was like watching an army that has been set up. Everyone's there, there, and there, and they chased down every loose ball. They run for everything. Is that ball going out for a throw-in? No, they'd go and get it. The same, and they were doing everything that we weren't doing. Well, yeah. But, but that it, the thing is, it is quite rare because we haven't done that for a while. I know we've we've competed yeah. on everything and we've gone fired up, and so that's why. Monday night was a bit of a, not a mystery. Sometimes you can just get caught out. I mean, going to Sellers well, Park is... Two quick goals in the first half, is, is that's tough. And, and one, that uh, first one was very, it was quite a spotty goal, wasn't it? That hit the bloke's head. Yeah, yeah but Gabriel's balls yeah. up the cross. Mm. Gabriel, he's got under, yeah. He's got underneath it, just like Ben White did for England. He got underneath it and the guy behind you. But then also Tavares is at the back post. What happened, what happened with him and the Palace player where they both ended up falling over and it hit the Palace player? And Why isn't Tavares... Holding him off and heading that out, I could, he ducked under it mm. somehow. I don't know what he was doing. It, it was a fortuitous bounce back across, but two Arsenal defenders are there, and neither of them make the clearance. And then the next goal, the same two Arsenal defenders 
Either they're not communicating. Gabriel went to cut out a pass he couldn't get to. Tavares is asleep. Ayu is not asleep and he controls it and finishes. Yeah. But I, I mean, I did feel, you know, there's a lot said about Arteta and the process and it takes a long time, like you were saying about Klopp at Liverpool. Vieira's gone in there, he's been there six months with an entirely new squad. They released about 12 players. When, when Hodgson left, there were loads of them, Cahill and a whole bunch of them who were out of contract. And they brought in this kid, Mitchell, the fullback suddenly is in the side and the centre-back suddenly is in the side. These guys are in the England squad now. Conor Gallagher, Conor Gallagher arguably is as good as any midfielder in the league this season. Yeah, and he's got a chance of going to the World Cup, you know? Yeah. And, and Zaha's form continues. At least, say, they got from Reading for £8 million. He didn't play the other night, but he's been absolutely fantastic. You look around their team, this team are organised and motivated and hungry and committed. And the, the, the Palace fans love him. They love yeah. him. Now, you know, they like Woy. Woy's from Croydon. <laughs> Woy's a Palace fan all his life. He did all right by them, but it was typical Woy. It was risk averse. You know, you start with a point. But suddenly they're getting up the pitch and passing quickly and creating chances and showing a lot of skill in the final third. And, and they're in ninth place. They'd be higher, but they've drawn something like 13 matches. And so they'd slightly yeah. need to address that next season. But there's no, you feel like they're they're on the up. And, you know, they gave Tottenham a chasing down there. They've taken four points off Manchester City. So yeah. perhaps we, sh- you know, if you, if, you can, if you make a couple of mistakes and concede a couple of goals, you are F-U-C-K-E-D. Mm. Yeah. And that's what I can't understand why he doesn't bring in Ketier on sooner, though. I mean, listen, we love Lacazette, he gives you a shift in, but he ain't going to get you a goal at the moment. I, why can't I, we just chuck it in Eddie and Martinelli right from the start? Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, I, I I wrote that down as one of our one of the sort of the few highlights was that at least he did try and change it, obviously, not soon enough for Keith but um you know the fact that uh we took our set yeah we took our full backs off we went for it I mean it was one of those that we were just not gonna score in a million years mm. I don't think I'm not sure how you felt about it well I think that you know the Odegaard had a chance could have made it 2-1 had we got a goal I think then we would have put them under a lot of pressure but yeah. then we gave away the city penalty. Well, we had two chances, yeah. didn't we, really? Smith-Rowe and Odegaard. Yeah. They're both brilliant footballers. Young players going to be fantastic footballers, both of them. Yeah. But the out-and-out finisher smashes that in the net. You know, that's really what's absent from the side. And Sadio Mane, bang, goal. And... That we really severely lack in that. And we're going to talk about the elephant in the room. It's gone. It's done. <laughs> yeah. right? But the out-and-out finisher is this absolutely essential signing. That's the player who, you know, we always talk about it, and I know perhaps it's boring, but we talk about Wrighty, who, if it was a piss-poor performance, half the team had a hangover, it was muddy and it was raining, he'd get you a goal in the 89th minute somehow. Just sliding in in the mud off his yeah. shoulder, being brave, he would get you a goal. And, you know, someone in there to stick those ones away instead of a midfielder coming in and trying to nicely side foot a ball in the corner, to someone coming in and shanking it in off, its, off the toe of his boot to get it in the net and pass the keeper. Yeah, that's what we 
definitely La- Lacazette seems to be playing in midfield now. I mean, he's not a very good midfielder. Mm-hmm. It is an issue. It's a problem. We knew it was going to be a problem, and and we've got a lot of away games coming. We I don't know. You know, Southampton away is looking tricky. Oh, wow. Never mind Newcastle away, Tottenham away, Chelsea away, West Ham away. It's long, it's long been said it's difficult for London sides because of all the derbies. But if you've got now a running of nine games and. and and three of them are London derbies away from home against teams who are direct rivals for fourth place or third and fourth place. Yeah. But th- these are tough fixtures, so they're going to have to really dig in. I slightly thought looking at it the other night, but the way it's falling with the personnel, that three at the bottom, I've said it before and here, three at the back wouldn't be a bad idea. Saka can go to left wing back and... We, we can play. We've got a couple of options at right wing back. We've got centre-backs ready to go, you know, especially Rob Holding. He's been very good when he's been called on yeah. this season. Maybe we need to do that. We're crying out for Tommy Yasu because I don't know what we do against Brighton at the weekend. But how can you put Tavares in again, yeah. having yanked him at half-time? And in the last game we played at Forest in the Cup, you yanked him after half an hour. Yeah. He's, he's a young kid and his confidence must be shot. Maybe he thinks, OK, listen, Nuno, we're Brighton at home. We're going to have the ball a lot. We're going to be playing in their half, hopefully. Yeah. Get through this 90 minutes and show me what you can do. And By the way, you can't play Granit Jacker left back for nine matches. You just get targeted and end up giving away a pen. Oh, I didn't even know he was playing <laughs> Monday night. I, did, I said to Mike next to me in the pub, I said, he's silly bollocks playing. He said, I'm not sure. And then he came up. I, don't know. I thought he was one of our. He, he was what? actually one of our more sort of well, relatively consistent players. Yet. I didn't, didn't even know he was there, frankly. But well, at least what he, he does have, D, he does have. He has the experience, doesn't he? Yeah. So he doesn't panic. You know, he has the experience when he's on the ball to be calm with it and to find a shirt and just keep it moving. And so he he brought a little bit of composure to. Yeah. left back but of course by then Palace are two up and just going on the break that one where the ball came and the, the, the breakaway that Zaha got in the box and, and won the penalty Partey tried to bring a ball down and then was obviously injured and what all you want him to do there is just punch it just fist the ball away or catch it and fall over take the card or rugby tackle the bloke you're injured yeah well, we don't sort of make a lame attempt to control it and then signal to the bench that you've got to come off. Deck someone, stop the game. <laughs> yeah, and go well, he off. did the same against Tottenham, didn't he? Yeah, just wandered off. Mm. Oh, Arteta shoved him back on, didn't yeah. he, in that instance? Yeah. No, don't. You can't just indicate while the game's going on that you've had enough. You've got to deck someone. You've got to take Palace, the Palace player out because yeah, two, you- nils, two nils bad, but if you get to 2 1, there's a chance, mm, right? Yeah. Um, we, uh, but let's face it, they outplayed us and they outplayed us at the Emirates. We were very fortunate to get a late equaliser at the Emirates in a 2-2 draw, if you remember. Yeah. Lacazette equalised. Lacazette then that game came off the bench. Couldn't get a look in beginning of the season. Laka could not get a look in. He was never picking him. It was all about Oba. Wouldn't pick him under any circumstances, you know. And then he he kind of... He busted the gut when he had a couple of opportunities and now he's absolutely our number nine. And he's... A, he's forgotten how he, to play. He's just impotent. Mm. Just an impotent striker. And he's got nothing... He's no threat to the opposition. He doesn't even seem to want to get up against the centre-halves and go in behind. He seems to have been given licence to go into midfield and try and lay the ball off and get involved. But Who's see, at the sharp end, yeah. you know? Mm. But you see, I, I mean, I thought against Villa... 
he he the sort of if he is playing that pivot role if that is what is you know i thought he was he's been good he he started to deteriorate the last few games i think but you know he's played a role and he's been useful yeah. i know no, you need yeah, more yeah. than useful i know you it, need more. it's not his fault dude you know you used to say it for years about old martin hayes who had a wonderful season oh, in 87 right. and he came through the youth team and he scored plenty of goals and loads of penalties and then after a while people started getting on his back a little bit and uh, brian marwood came and then anders limpar came and you know he he was gone but it wasn't his fault he was picked he was the best option on left wing at the time yeah it's not Lacker's fault he's getting picked, but, you know, <laughs> we've scored one goal. In the last three games, we got a slightly fortuitous win at, at Villa. Hard hard work, and, and they played pretty well, but got out of there with a 1-0. Yeah. And the other two games we've had our asses handed to us, you know. And that's one goal in three games. And I don't know, I feel like we're relying on Spurs... Absolutely spursing it up, yeah. and that's uh, <laughs> that's all. <yeah. laughs> well, I, I see that see their second half against uh, Newcastle. And I know Newcastle sort of collapsed, but they had what we've we haven't got, and that's two strikers who are now looking very hot at the moment. And we're looking like the um, I know it's been said before the long distance runner who's been. Heading the race all for the last twenty six miles, but getting to the finishing post and now just running out of breath. Well, and, I'm not sure we've been heading the race, um, but we had well, a little. Fourth place. <laughs> we, we did have a few wins. I yeah. mean, we had those two wins over Wolves, very narrow wins, uh, hard fought, and but you know we beat Brentford by a goal, and it's all very tight and. There's not enough goals in the side, and if you feel like if you go behind, you're in big trouble, but. We gotta get three points off Brighton, right? And then we gotta go and play Ralph Harson Hootle's Southampton team. Mm. Yeah. And we need to go there and win because after those two matches, the fixtures start to get a bit tasty, don't they? You know, then it's Chelsea, then it's Manchester United. And they start West Ham appear away. Uh, Moyes has really got them going. And then, of course, now they've put us deep into May. We've got to go to the Armitage Shanks on a Thursday night. And I'm actually quite glad that I should be at the Albert Hall watching Chris Rock that night on my phone. <laughs> you can't even, you're not even allowed to have a phone if you go and see Chris Rock. It gets put in a sealed envelope at the beginning of the evening. Right, and uh, and I, I won't even know what's going on over there. And, probably for the you best. know, probably for the best. I, 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 you know, I do really like the, these lads. I really want the best for them. I think they're a terrific bunch of kids. They really are. And uh, Ramsdale, Ben White, uh, Gabriel's attitude is great. Fantastic, talented players like Smith Rowe and Saka and Erdegaard. And I, you know, I want them to do it. I want them to do well. But this is so hard. There's not. There's, the squad is paper thin. He gave so many players away in January. It was so weird. We, who are we going to pick? You know, Lukonga's going to come in now, right? Probably for a few games. It could be I don't know who's going to play left back. You know, if Tommy Asu is gets back, which is I'm told is now two weeks away, yeah. he had a calf injury in one leg, a calf injury in the other leg. If he gets back, he can play left back, definitely. He's got a good left foot. He yeah. can go in there and Cedric can carry on at, at right back. But he's not available, is he, at the weekend? 
No. I mean, this is why Champions League is so important because we've got to keep hold of the players, our blue chip players. And the longer we're out of the Champions League, then their, their agents will be in their ear hole and be going, well, you know. Yeah, well, come on, let's not all be doing Well, we say, you know, the one the one is, is Saka, isn't it? Saka's yeah. the one. And uh, Saka, we hope, will stay with us while we get it get it sorted out, get a few more bodies in in the summer. We need to, we probably, if we're going to play in Europe, we probably need six players, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, oh, no. We really do. Sure. If we get into... You know, um, yeah. you know mm. which is what we did in the last window. He needs another, another window like that, so... Good luck to him. Uh, email from John Powell. Um, this is just one that's a very nice email. Uh, dear Tuesday Club, this is simply to thank you for the wonderful podcasts. Now, you might think, oh. what are you reading out? Reading out stuff that's <laughs> paid up, boosting your own ego, that makes you feel good about yourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like retweet, retweeted praise on Twitter. But uh, if that's what you think, I don't care. This is a very nice <laughs> yeah. email, uh, the, uh, the, which have been such an incredibly uplifting and entertaining pleasure f- for me during some very challenging times over the last two years. Aww. And this is the kind of uh, email we get quite often um, from prisons all over Britain. from <laughs> people who have committed serious offences <laughs> and will never see the light of day again oh no that's not, that's not the case here of course <laughs> we jest um what also helps enormously is I wholeheartedly agree with every comment you make about our wonderful club. Well, that's very nice of you to say, John, but we, of course, regularly contradict ourselves and certainly can't remember anything that we've said. Uh, please keep producing these gems. They make me laugh, giggle and cry happy tears of nostalgia about memories from my first match in 1966 to more recent times. It keeps my neighbours bemused whilst I'm gardening and singing (laughs) lustily, I've got a brand new Martin (laughs) Erdogan. And trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, And P.S. A shout out to the Arsenal Scotland Supporters Club. Thank you, John. Uh, Emails that praise the podcast and uh, consider all our opinions to be valid and important will be read out. Are we we over-celebrating? This is the thing. We do. We over-celebrate. We've accused of over-celebrating because we've we've found about six people who enjoy what we do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, he got oh. dug out over that. Was it uh, Abbonador? Oh, Gabby Abbonador. Yeah, 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 he, he accused us yeah. of over celebrating, and then somebody found a clip of him saying the same thing about Villa going, Oh, it's great to see him win and celebrating and running around. <laughs> well, that's what we were doing. You yeah. Know? Oh, someone dug out a clip, didn't they, of Will Smith about. 30 years ago when he was young and he was on the Arsenio Hall show. You remember that show? Yeah. yeah God, that, you know, he was on there and he had a house band, Arsenio Hall, and one of them was bald. And he's going on about, he waxes his head, he waxes his head. And, <laughs> and then the audience go, oh, you know, in a kind of, leave him alone, we love the house band, they're great, leave him alone. 
And Will Smith's going, oh, come on, these are jokes. These are jokes. And that came out. Yeah, you know, you'll never say it. Now there's the internet. You'll never say it. So then you're taking an irate stand and then the next thing someone's going, yeah, Will, can I refer you to uh, your appearance on the Arsenio Hall show in 1991? Yeah. But anyway, in reference to that, I've had a tweet from Peter Griffin. Uh, do you think one of these days Edward Sheringham is going to come to your stand-up, get up on stage <laughs> and slap you and go back to his seat and yell, keep my name out of your fucking podcast? I never want to see violence committed to you, but that would be quite funny. Oh, that would be funny. But I tell you what, if I was on stage <laughs> and you saw Teddy and, Sheringham and Edward Sheringham was coming up, I wouldn't be leaning forward, <laughs> grinning, as if to go, hey, 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 Teddy, good times. <laughs> I'd be going, security! <laughs> and of course, at my gigs, there is no security, which is the one thing about them that's similar to the Oscars, evidently. Because yeah. <laughs> absolutely no one... Just, I suppose if you're a sort of superstar movie star, then you can walk through walls, basically, can't you? Yeah. No one will ever stop you. Okay, so now here is a quiz that's been sent in by Glenn Thomas. Oh, God. Here's a quiz I've thought Are these up. quizzes to test if me and Damien are losing it? Have we got the on signs of dementia or something? These no one quiz- needs to test for that. No, no one needs to test for that. <laughs> that is increasingly apparent week by week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, now this one, this. Yeah. what he's done, he's tried to. I mean, you know, I, you know, whether it's successful or not, you be the judge. But he's, uh, he says, I've, I've thought up a quiz. I'm going to call it. I know you think he's a wanker, but don't forget that he dot dot dot. Here is a list of players that Arsenal fans, particularly the Tuesday Club, dislike. But can you give, <laughs> can you give or name a redeeming feature that they may have? So. These are people that we don't like, but they may have a redeeming feature. Number one, assistant manager of Burnley, Ian (laughs) Wone. For reasons that I can't even remember why, we absolutely hate him. You look like a yeah. It's his conduct in the technical area, isn't it? He's an absolute bellend. I've always taken particular... Wone! It's always the sort of the second in command, the yeah, the lieutenant who has to sort of go. The Brian shout. Horton. It's the Brian the, the, Horton. It's the role. Brian Horton play. Yeah. Um, well, Ian Wone won sort of one a, of the league. Even his name is horrible. Wone, 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 Wone. He scored against <laughs> Liverpool for Nottingham Forest and won us the league in 90, correct nineteen ninety one. Yeah, ninety one. Oh, I wish we'd won the league in 1990. I really do. It was close. Yeah. I would have swapped many things in my life for that title. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. No, he did. He scored the winning goal. Nottingham Forest played Liverpool in May 1991. Ian Wone scored the winning goal in that match. And Arsenal, without playing, uh, became champions as a, yeah. as a result. Oh, wow. So why, after all, it's still 30 years later. We can't. We should be going up to him and saying, "Ian, mate, thanks yeah, for that goal thanks. back in the day." But, no. but we don't. We go. Call him Wone, you fetus. <laughs> well, maybe. I never know why he's a fetus because <laughs> he's bald. Since <laughs> the bald man. Yeah, I, know. I didn't shout it. It was the bloke two rows behind. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, number two. 
Uh, and again, you know, this is the the premise of this yeah. quiz. You've got to think of the reason why we shouldn't be too hard on this particular weapons-grade <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> and I use those words advisedly for our next candidate, Rude Van Der oh! <laughs> There oh. is nothing. No. <laughs> He's just been made manager of PSV, hasn't he? Is he really? I think so. Yeah, it's on the managerial merry-go-round. Yeah, I went. I and I, I have some fondness for PSV. 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 Because I went. I used to play quite a lot in Eindhoven, and I went to see. I them thought you were going to say you used to play for. I thought you used yeah, to say you yeah. played for PSV. Play for then? PSV. They were an amateur team at the time. I, just yeah, I used to go and uh, spin the wheels of seal in uh, in, in, in Eindhoven. Eindhoven. Yeah, quite a lot. What and was the attraction of playing in the Netherlands, dude? What was it? <laughs> Easy access. Easy access. Everywhere was an hour away. Um, <laughs> what was it? Yeah, I can't. I, I was just trying to remember, remember the week. Can't remember. Coffee bars the for ca- the oh, good coffee. Uh, yeah, loved it. Me and um, Keith went to Eindhoven, didn't we, Keith? Yes, we did. Do you remember that? Yeah. We barely remember it. We went to Eindhoven, <laughs> and we were in the town, and a lot of Arsenal fans around, obviously. And uh, some guy came up to us. You remember this? Yeah, he I'll comes up to us and goes, "Hey, guys, guys, <laughs> you're Arsenal fans, yeah?" And we went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he goes, "You want to go to the Irish bars? Crazy, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic! <laughs> you go down here, go past these police fuckers." <laughs> <laughs> And there's like four or five guys in, you know, body armour and helmets <laughs> milling about in a corner, probably smoking a joint with the Dutch police, I don't know. Go past these police fuckers. And then <laughs> we said it for years. Go past these police fuckers. And uh, there's a, we, I don't even know if we went to that bar. It was called the Crazy Bar. Was it? It was crazy. Crazy. <laughs> El Crazy Bar. Yeah, we loved the Crazy Bar. And we oh, won, didn't yes. we? And we went in. What I remember about the PSV Stadium was they had heaters, mm. apart from the fact that everyone was smoking weed in the yeah. seats. Was they had wheat, uh, wheaters. They had heaters <laughs> in the stands while everyone was smoking weed. Yeah. And and we and I think we won, didn't we, yes, Keith? Yeah, was, didn't Gilberto Silva did, score? Did we yeah, batter him four 0 or something? Gilberto Silva score the earliest goal ever. I thought it was a draw. Ever. I thought it was a draw. Was it? I thought it was a one-one draw. Once again, middle-aged men struggle yeah, to recall. Uh, I would like it. But on I've record. been there. I've been there a couple of times, Eindhoven, and one of them we won four 0 oh, Right. Well, it definitely weren't that one. No. Yeah, we won. Gilberto Silva scored a very early goal. That's right. Yeah. But there was one time we played him in the knockouts, and they knocked us out, didn't they? That big centre half, Alex. Oh yeah, scored oh, at the Emirates. Oh God, with that header, I can. Oh, and we we drew them, and we thought, in. oh thank God, we haven't drawn, you know, Barca or Bayern. <laughs> yeah. And we and they bloody knocked us out. Yeah. Oh, so. so um, this, anyway, why is Ruud van Nistelrooy? What's his redeeming feature? I can't think of anything. No, neither can I. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. Here's the answer. So maybe he pays after his, his taxes, I don't. After know. his appalling simulation. Uh, and all-round shithousery at Old Trafford in September 2003. Let's not forget, he missed the penalty. Ah! Thereby helping Arsenal, the Arsenal, he puts here, rightly, of course, thereby helping the Arsenal to achieve their invincible season. So perhaps we shouldn't be too hard on him because he did hit the crossbar 
And, Brilliant. Uh, we drew yes, nil nil. I, I was really hoping there wasn't. There's a children's cancer hospital in Eindhoven named <laughs> after the, the Van Nistelrooy Hospital. It's one of the biggest in Europe. Yeah, yeah. And, go, oh, yeah. and a really progressive. He a porter there during the weekends. <laughs> yes. He makes the toys for the kids himself. Does, yeah, yeah. But, um, so I'm. Really pleased it was just missing the penalty. Thank you. That's mm. it. Okay, number three. Uh, again, same premise. What is the redeeming feature of Republic of Ireland legend Roy Keane? Hard to think of one, even when he was a Forest player and he scored a goal in a 1-1 draw at Highbury. He ran up to the clock end. We'd never seen him before. We'd never heard of him. We didn't know who he was. He ran up to the clock end and did a wanker gesture. (laughs) (laughs) He was about 20 years old. He'd just come over from Cork. He thought, who's this prick? And he dogged us for about 15 years, didn't he? He was a a very good player. Um, Yeah. Well, it's but weird his, with him. I, you know, his I, I, mental stability was was to be questioned. There's yeah. no doubt. There's no I mean, I have a begrudging liking of him. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, we wanted to buy him. Yeah. We wanted to buy him, and George wanted to buy him, and uh, United came in with 3.75 million, <gasps> which was a massive fee in those <laughs> days. 3.75 You know, for that money, you could get John Jensen and <laughs> Stefan Schwartz and Eddie McGoldrick. Wow. So, oh, you know, <laughs> who's the mug who's the mug now Alex (laughs) (laughs) that was a bit of a reminder me of when (laughs) when Tottenham signed Gaza didn't they and uh, they paid two million pound for him and then I think the QPR signed this player Barker from Blackburn I think it was And and their chairman said well you know, Barker's highly rated, you know, Tottenham has just played two million for Gascoigne. We'll soon find out who's got the better deal. They paid about a four hundred grand for this lad. <laughs> who absolutely disappeared with that trace while no. Gazza went on to become the greatest player of his generation. But anyway, there you go. Okay, here now so the the answer is, by the way, the reason why Keane's redeeming characteristic is that he injured uh, Glynn has put his crucial ligament, I think he means his cruciate ligament, Keane uh, injured his crucial ligament and subsequently <laughs> missed a lot of the 98 season, thus helping the Gunners to achieve their first double for 27 oh, years. So okay. that's yeah. that's Roy Keane's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he injured his crucial ligament. Crucial. And I think he was in. it was in a collision with... Harland? Uh, Alfinger Haaland, uh, mm. who is the father, of course, of... of Hangerland. Hangerland. <laughs> <laughs> the Borussia, Borussia Dortmund striker, <laughs> who we would absolutely love to play for Arsenal, but yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Um, um, so that's his redeeming feature. Can I just... Uh, do you remember from the Villa game, Gerard had a bit of a go at Saka because uh, Saka had dared to complain about the treatment he was getting... He asked the ref for protection, didn't yeah. he, Saka? And so he come was on, getting kicked all over and the he, place. He, had, he got hit three times and yeah. one of them was... A, well, that, well, the Tyrone Mings one wasn't a foul, but Tyrone, you know, he's, I mean, I love Tyrone. Yeah. But, especially when he's got an England shirt on. But holy... I mean, you wouldn't want to be tackled by him, would you? No, he's absolutely no. massive. But there's that... Um, and there's, Gerard said, you've got to toughen up. Yeah. And there's a that's picture. A, that's a lovely thing to say, isn't it? We've had this for so many years, haven't we? Know. 
Get in their faces. They don't like it. And why has Gerard got to say anything? Why can't he say, no, I get it. I understand it. You know, back in the day, if we had a lightweight, if Yossi ben was getting kicked, I would go over there and deck someone. That yeah. was my, part of my role as the hardest bloke in the league because he was, Gerard, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. No one in the league would go up against him apart from Patrick Vieira. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there's a picture of him going two-footed on an, it's an Everton player and he's literally just going for this bloke's legs, two feet off the ground, right into right. someone's leg. I've, I've got a feeling it's Tony Hibbert, maybe. Anyway, right. but Gerard, yeah, he used to lose his mind in the in the really in the Scouse derby. Oh, he did, Gerard. He, that that derby's in pretty intense, and he was. And that was a silly thing to say. He shouldn't have said that about no, Sacker. He's, really 20, he's twenty years old. Uh, toughen up. Listen, he's tough enough. He is he is tough. And if yeah. you want to ask him how tough he is, Stephen, why don't you meet him in the car park if you can catch him? <laughs> he he yeah. is well tough enough for you, my friend, and you would love him to be playing for Aston Villa, which he never, ever <laughs> will. There you go. Let's hope that doesn't come back to haunt you. <laughs> There's no way. Seven years' time. Listen, yeah. mate, he, he will, get, he will be, still be playing for Real Madrid when he's 40. <laughs> <laughs> he is, he's off the charts. Of, Aston Villa don't even recognise a player of that much talent, and they've got Coutinho. Okay, here's the next one. Number four. It's a double header. It's a double header. What are the redeeming features of these two monstrous, evil, Britain's <laughs> top ten most wanted bastards. <laughs> John, okay, okay, well, wait till I name them and you see if you disagree. John Terry and Diego Costa. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, Dave that one, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Two men evil. who carry flick knives in the shower. No one knows how they got them in there, but they got oh. them. Oh. But what are the redeeming features of these two irredeemable people? There is none. No. There is nothing. One looks like Um, a Mexican bandit and probably is. John Terry let Abu Dhabi kick him in the head. Oh, yeah. Maybe. And he gave him the song for Abu Dhabi. not at John Terry. Um, And Diego Costa gave Rob Holding one of his finest moments. DRB. In the FA Cup final, when Rob Holding was pointing at his head, going, You're mental. (laughs) Yes, Rob Holding against Diego Costa in 2017 was magnificent. That was a a glorious moment. Those are the Um, only two things allowing. Allowing Diabo okay, to well, keep him in Let there. me give you the answer. Okay. Did John Terry, when he fell down and we that game when it was 5-3, we beat Chelsea first? Well, yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He let Robin Van Persie in there with a slip. Oh, that was nice. And, uh, and RVP got a hat-trick at the bridge. That was a good day for Arsenal fans. 5-3 win at the bridge. But it's not that. The answer is, when Chelsea played Tottenham in the football, he's got the EFL, it's the League Cup final. When they uh, Chelsea won 2-0. And the goals were scored by John Terry and Diego, Diego Costa. Costa. Costa, of course, also scored against Arsenal in the 2017 final, but was on the losing side. So they both they scored the goals in Chelsea's 2-0 League Cup win over Tottenham, thus denying Maurizio Pochettino a trophy. 
and Tottenham. There yeah. you go. So yeah, yeah. so there you are. That is, uh, that's a little uh, redeeming thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it, it's cheap and sad and pitiful yeah. for Arsenal fans. But we'll take it after but, the week you know, we've had. It's Glyn's quiz, and I appreciate as I appreciate all quizzes that are sent in because it means we don't have to talk about this football. Yeah. Uh, number five. What is the redeeming feature of this former Tottenham striker? Teddy Sheringham. <laughs> he supplies us with great entertainment on the podcast. He's really kept this pod going yes, for the last for sort of five, three or four years. Uh, well, I think we I should publish we a book be... on every story. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was there was the pass to Shearer in the um, in the Holland game. What, what Euro '96? Yeah. That's not the answer, no. Okay. That's not the answer. I don't think Shearer would have scored whoever was playing with him. And Sheringham okay. got a lot of credit there. Oh, yeah, no, he was fantastic with Shearer. Was he? I could have played up front with <laughs> Shearer. <laughs> Shearer was absolutely lethal. Yeah. No, the, uh, the answer is there is no answer. Glyn <laughs> says, I, I look long and hard. There's no getting away from it. He is a wanker. Uh, and that's the answer to question five. Uh, the traditional comedy answer of the last question of the quiz. Keep up the good work, lads. Up the arsenal from Glyn Thomas sent from my iPhone. Thank oh, you very much, Thanks very much. Thanks, yeah. Glyn. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, okay. Uh, Asia Simmons. Hey, Gooners. Love the podcast. Got me into Arsenal big time. So funny. Quick quiz. Which is the worst player to be added to the nominee shortlist for the Premier League Hall of Fame in 2022? It's Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham, <laughs> And then, oh, and at Alan, a while back you were complaining about the price of jerseys for your nephew. Brackets, question mark. No, it's my son. If you check on Black Friday, they're up to 70% off. Might be a bit late, though, I'm not sure. <laughs> Thanks for giving me excuses not to revise for A-levels. Keep up the good work. <laughs> That's what no, we're uh, doing, no yeah. worries. Uh, um, I just remembered something. Have you? Yes. <laughs> yes? Is it to do with us or your future, or your future wife? Where am I? <laughs> um, or your record collection? Yeah, no, it was about, and it's a bit sad actually, so maybe I should have shut up. Um, it, Mikel Arteta finally got a song. Yes, he has. And, they sang uh, it in the Villa game. Yes, and so we were finally... We've got Super Mikel Teta, that one, yeah. which, is, which is every club singing it Yeah, for their manager. Yeah. And the Palace fans are much louder and in far greater numbers and a, and a song that made me weep inside. Yeah. We're going, we've got Super Pat Vieira. Yes, uh, yeah. And I thought, oh, don't. I know. I shouldn't but have yeah, mentioned he it. He hasn't had a song. He hasn't had a song. He hasn't he's had, had never a song. had a song as a player. Oh. He, he's taken him two and a half years as a manager and now we've had to do a cover version. And, <laughs> <laughs> and was it Palace that first came up with it? I'm not Arteta, sure. Arteta, whoa, Mikel Arteta, whoa, he hasn't got a song. <laughs> it's really been too long. Arteta, whoa, Mikel Arteta, whoa, he hasn't got a song. It's really been too long. Arteta, whoa. <laughs> 
Do you know he has won Manager of the Month shouting, award? So that is the curse. Oh yeah, he won the Manager of the Month award now. Yes, pit crew. Now then, yes. the pit crew. <laughs> Talk me through the pit crew. I've How been watching the them? Formula One this season. I, I kind of, I, I, you know, I'm a MotoGP man. You know, I'm a, I like the motorbikes. But Valentino Rossi has retired and. Yeah, you know, I'm interested in a few of the guys, and there's a lot more teams in MotoGP than there used to be, so it is interesting, and I'm kind of there. But the Verstappen-Hamilton shootout at the end of last season, yeah. in which Lewis Hamilton, you know, love him or loathe him, was bloody robbed, mm, frankly. Absolutely. Yeah. That got a lot of people interested, and now they've changed a lot of the rules, and, and the racing's been pretty bloody good. Why now? But why do we get into this? I mean, it was only a minute ago, and I've already forgotten. Pit crew. Pit crew. The pit crew. Yeah. Thank God. Jay? <laughs> yeah. Do an edit Jay, there, leave Jay. That Do an in. edit there. Leave that Cut in. Out that whole no, bit. No. no. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> Keep that in. The pit crew. The pit crew. Yeah. So I've been watching the Formula One, and there's the pit crew, and I laugh now when I see the pit crews come out. <laughs> I laugh when yeah. I see them come out, and there they are, the pit crew. When he got married for a month, it wasn't just the pit crew, was it? There was about 78 people. Oh, there was people for, who work in the kitchens at London Colney, yeah. there's chefs and people of peanut. What, 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 what have we got to do? He wants us to do a photo. Where have we got to go? Come out outside. What a lovely and he, man. What a lovely man. To, he wants everyone to think <laughs> that he gives a flying fuck about anybody else. <laughs> but he doesn't, for sake, do me a favour. <laughs> What a lovely Absolutely chat. hiding in plain sight. The oh, biggest so absolute ego. Inclusive, isn't he? Of course he is. All the staff. Oh, he's a lovely what man. A, what a, what a oh, nice every chat. time I give him a cup yeah. of tea in the morning, he says, Thank you, Ethel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, doesn't it say, I mean, is it just me? Doesn't it make you think? Yes. Okay, mate, what point are you trying to make about yourself? Because we know this is your principal obsession. What point are you trying to make about yourself by bringing out 85 people who work at the training ground to gather around behind you and say, these are the people who are responsible for me being manager of the month and not a single one of them is in the bastard team. Not a single one of them is making tackles or getting kicked or getting smashed in the face by Sadio Mane or coming off injured like Kieran Tierney. You know, none of it. Not a single one of them is in the absolute muck of the Premier League. The intense, high intensity, the collisions, yeah. the injuries, the whole, the life of it. It's bloody tough. Gerard, you know, he's sort of mocking him a little bit, but. He did make the point he's had 16 operations and it's brutal out there. It is brutal. He knows it's brutal. So when he gets manager of the month, tell me why he brings out the catering staff and the groundsman and and the bus driver (coughs) and everyone else who works over there and not the players. And it strikes me as some sort of weird them and us thing that he can't quite get past. And when we lost at Palace, he said afterwards, okay, it's time to see who gets on the boat. So who's on the boat, Mikel? Is it you and the chef and the bloke who mows the grass and the bus driver? You're all on the boat. That's good. But these lads who are standing on the quayside, the ones who are actually out there putting their boots on and getting elbowed in the face and trying to win headers and trying to deal with a ref and going away from home and getting abused by the Palace fans... They're not in the photo because they're not responsible for you being manager of the month 
in any way. Why don't you do a photo with the lads behind you? The team. Because if anyone's responsible for you being manager of the month, it's Alexandra Lacazette for cutting in on the wing against Wolves in the last minute and trying to get a shot off that the keeper fluffed into his own net. Or it's Bukayo Saka, who scored fantastic goals against Villa and Watford. Or it's all these lads at the back, like Gabriel and Aaron Ramsdale and Kieran Tierney, who have been busting a gut for you all season. And when you win manager of the month, you bring out every single person in the club except the bloody squad. <laughs> what is it about? <laughs> it's, a psych- it's a psychotherapist field day. Who are you trying to impress? They, they're all behind you thinking, they're thinking, why are we in this picture? What? We've never in our lives have we been called out to do a club photo in our lives. If I'd known, I'd have put on my best chef's whites. I might have put some bit of makeup or a bit of lippy on. Why am I in a photo? Who am I? I don't even, I only work here one day a week. I'm work experience. What? Who are these bloody people? We have no idea where the, the pit crew's big mm. enough. I mean, really, absolutely laughable. And, and now they call it, oh, it's the manager of the month curse. And the next game they go out, they get mullered by Palace. Absolutely mullered. It's not the first time they did it to us five years ago. It is precisely the second time that they have beaten us. Uh, and then, <laughs> imagine trying to get that photo organised <laughs> the following morning. We're going to do another post-Palace photo just to remind the players that they're the ones who've let us. Do, do you know, I bet there's one member of staff who missed out. He never got the call. And he'll be the bitter and twisted one with psychiatric problems. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Do you mean there was a photo and I never got asked? I changed the t- I changed his yeah. wheel on his car the other day in the pouring <laughs> rain, and I never got. <laughs> I mean, part of me, part of me, oh, you yeah. think, all right, you want to give credit to the coaches and the you know Peter Stuyvesant and all you know the guys who've you are who help yeah. you, experienced, mature guys who've helped you as a rookie manager. I get that, but roping in every bloody bastard on the training ground, really. You'd be a better man if you just went down there yourself, took a photo without smiling, and said, are we done? And then chucked it in the bin. <laughs> then it'd be more serious. Because manager of the month is the single most meaningless thing that happens in football. <laughs> it is, no one gives a shit about it. It's utterly irrelevant. It means nothing. The fans take no pride in it. It's irrelevant. It's bollocks. And it's a farce, actually, that in this season, as in the last season and the season before, that any manager, apart from Klopp and Guardiola, wins mm. it. I mean, it's like, we might as well ring up Jürgen and Pep and say, sorry, we've got to give it to someone else. It's getting embarrassing. <laughs> and he's got he's got everyone out. <laughs> <laughs> he's got them all out. They're all waiting. Yeah, Ethel put her lippy on. Yeah. My daughter, sorry, my daughter came yeah. to me the other day and said, oh, I've got to wear such and such a thing because we're doing a school photo. And we're doing it, they, she goes to a school where there's a junior school over the road and a senior school, and the whole lot of them were doing the photo. And so they had an assembly about it, and they said, now listen, you've really got to, you've got to wear the right thing, and you've got to listen to everyone, you've got to get to your place, because there are 1,200 people. And it, they don't do it every year, so it's quite a big deal, and they haven't been able to do it, obviously, anyway with COVID. So they're going to do this massive school photo with all these people. One of those photos where the camera goes along and you could stand at one end and then run around <laughs> ah, and, be, yeah, and yeah. be in it twice, you know. <laughs> and I found that quite endearing. But can you imagine if the headmistress said, oh, I've won headmistress of the month? <laughs> 
<laughs> and I've decided to do a photo with everybody who's ever been to the school. I mean, why doesn't he just do it at the Emirates? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I missed, um, they did when uh, one of the times when we were sponsoring Brighton um, and they were doing a... Damien's talking about yeah. skin uh, records. I think the, uh... got one got re- relegated and promoted pretty much every year we pl- we sponsored them actually but yeah one year they did a do you want to come and have a photo with the team and i was away that day and it was on our no. wall and everyone else in the office went apart from me apart from you yeah i can see the sympathy oh. draining yeah. from <laughs> from your face Alan. <laughs> No, I, 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 I do. I do care a little okay, bit. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. That's all right. Uh, Kushal or Kushal uh, Shah has emailed. Hey lads, the Benny White 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 chant has been getting on my nerves. Me too. I mean, it's rubbish. I hate it. His name is not Benny. It's Benjamin. I thought I'd try to create an alternative instead of moaning. Good work, Kushal. He's good with both legs and he's up for the fight. He loves to defend. He does it day and night. He sprays it to the left and he sprays it to the right. He's the jewel of our defence and his name is Ben White. Very catchy. Too many words. Thanks, Kush. <laughs> good effort, though. Very good. Uh, dear Tuesday Club, this is from Richard Allen. With Saka consistently and violently targeted by the opposition, do Arsenal have seven? that opponents can look at in the tunnel and think twice about no. um, Tony Adams, of course, said football's about numbers. You've got to have, have seven. seven. that can shave, yeah? Uh, do we have seven? <laughs> I mean, if it kicked off, there was a ruck, Gabriel. do we have seven? Um, Gabriel, Ramsdale, Party, Xhaka. Partey, Partey would be injured. Yeah. Partey would be signalling um, to the bench. Xhaka? Xhaka would go Xhaka's down. Ben White. I mean, the short answer is nah. it's Tommy Yasu. <laughs> and that's it. No, I think we've got. Yeah. Kieran Tierney, obviously. Yeah, we've He'd got a there. good. And Lacazette would as well. Lacazette? He's. Lacker? Lacker? He's the. St- King, the top screamer of the league. Do you remember in the. When, when, you know, when there was no fans in. Every time he got fouled, you would hear, <laughs> he became known as the, the absolute worst screamer of them all. Like, he's not one of the seven. Uh, the answer is no, we don't. We don't have seven. We don't have seven. We could do with seven, we don't. His name is Martin Erdegaard. It's Super Martin Erdegaard. He plays for Arsenal. He's our number eight. Yeah, man. We love you. Martin Erdegaard. You cover every fucking yard. You captain Norway and we think very great. His name is Martin Odegaard. It's Super Martin Odegaard. He plays for Arsenal. He's our number eight. Yeah, man. We love you, Martin Odegaard. You cover every fucking yard. You captain Norway, and we think you're great. And then he says, We can do more, but it gets obscene. Well, why did you leave that? <laughs> Who do you think you're talking to? Swearing. <laughs> Julius Grower. Come back with the obscenity. Yeah. 
Please believe we will never e- email you again. Yours freeloading, freeloading. He actually put yours freeloading, loading scum, well, it, as if they work in a warehouse. Well, I tell you what, it's a, it's a good song. Like, it's up there with the words, yeah, isn't it? it? There's a lot. Say, it's both Erdegaard. He's songs got the right uh, syllables. It's not as good as Martin I've got a brand Erdegaard. new Martin yeah. Erdegaard. I'll Don't give you the key. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good follow-on, though. That's what I'm saying. You go in with the Wurzel, and then you go yeah, in with the. That's uh, all right. But I would book. say, Julius, Julius, send us the filth. Please send us the filth. Okay, now Robert Clay has emailed. Love me the podcast. I wanted to tell you about my old man, and wondered if you had ever been duped the way I was. My old man was a great bloke. He loved Arsenal. Introduced him to me through some chronic emotional blackmail. Always the best way. <laughs> Growing up in South Wales as a boy, and with Cardiff being shite, most of my mates supported Liverpool. Ian Rush being the obvious Welsh stink. I came home one day at the age of six or seven, said I was going to support Liverpool, and he told me that was fine. I could support who I liked, and he would always love me, but I would have to find somewhere else to live. <laughs> <laughs> this is much the way I parent my own children. I was obviously distraught and asked what could be done. He told me I was allowed one switch. In the first week of supporting the team, right. that was it. So I became an Arsenal fan, and I have been ever since. And a season or two later, Mickey Thomas scored the winner at Anfield. My dad was a genius. <laughs> a few years ago, and this gets a little bit sad, my dad was diagnosed with a disease, mesothelioma. Mesothelioma, oh. I can't, I'm not sure how to spell it. Anyway, it's asbestos-related lung cancer. If this cancer came in human form, it would probably be the Teddy <laughs> Sheringham of cancer. <laughs> that bad. <laughs> so, that bad. Yeah. Uh, the doctors gave him 10 to 12 months, and he lived for 31 months but he lost his fight and he passed away in the November of 2019. uh, In 84, my uncle passed away, and with my dad and my uncle being massive gooners, his ashes were spread behind the goal as it was mid-season. Before my dad passed, he made me promise that I would make sure that some of his ashes was joined his brother. But it was time he went home. Then COVID hit, so that idea was fucked for a few years. I asked Arsenal if I could spread my dad's ashes at the Emirates, but that's not something mm. they do anymore, and they couldn't help me get into the current Arsenal Square Garden where the old pitch was. And now finally, on April the 22nd, a friend of a friend mm. lives in the flats and is going to give oh. myself, my brother-in-law, and a few mates entry in the morning, which happens to be the same day as the scheduled Man U game. It's been moved. Uh, yikes. Uh, he finally gets to go home and we'll toast oh. him in the pub. Oh, that's nice. Well done. Oh, well so done. there you go, yeah. Rob. I hope after spreading my dad's ashes, a bit floats in the wind and ends up choking Man United's guest of honour that day, Mr. Teddy Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> my God, my dad would have laughed. Uh, anyway, I don't know why. Uh, Rob, thank you for your yeah. email. Uh, uh, I don't know why you've chosen to share it with us, but thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, he says, "R.I.P. Robin Clay, my dad. Keep up the good work, gents. It's always a great uh, listen to Robin so Clay." So there's uh, one from Rob. And now, a little Alan bit Davis. of welcome onto the stage. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit emotional yeah. that one, but uh, mm. there you are. 
Uh, good morning. This is from James Long. Thought you might enjoy this. I went for a run one Saturday morning. Really? <laughs> God. Well, I went with a friend of mine who had, we'd both been out the night before on the lager and the curry. Oh, nice. We got to a point fairly early on uh, when it, when his mate said he's at the point of no return and uh, needed access to a public convenience. Uh, so we went to a secluded part of the park, away from the swings, etc. We found a large bush. He went over and did his business. Oh, God. His grimacing face visible over the top of the phone. Oh, this is lovely, isn't it? <laughs> Just as he was about done, an Alsatian wandered over to the bush, taking something of a keen interest. <laughs> I'm I'm pissing myself. I know my mate is not a fan of dogs. Next thing I know, he has exited the bush and the dog has gone right in. As he jogged his way over, we've heard, Stefan, get out of there. And we looked over and to our disinterest, we saw that it was the sinewy streak of piss, Teddy fucking <laughs> Dressed in... Black lycra shorts ooh, and a training top. He made his way over to the bush, looked inside, and with a roll of the eyes, proceeded to remove a small plastic bag from his pocket, saying, Jesus, Stefan, that's a mucky one. And proceeded, and proceeded to scoop up my mate's Scott's deposit and then tie a little knot in the top. And then he tied it to his belt and strolled off. We almost burst laughing. Uh, so there you are. I Teddy's, so uh, Teddy's carried a bag of human Arsenal fan it's, shit away on his belt. It's not true, but uh, it's bloody funny. We don't, I don't know if it's true or not. Uh, but well, thank you, James that. Long. That's an absolutely adorable tale. Uh, and then he finishes by saying, love the show and agree with you on Condogbia. Finally! <laughs> See the light uh, on Condogbia. That's how he got it in. Your description of him that has stuck with me for all the years is you said, look at Condogbia, it would be like having a wardrobe in midfield. Excellent. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> it's so stupid as fuck. Okay, so here's the last one I'll do. Here's the last one. <laughs> Liam uh, Tullet or Tulit. Back in the 90s, I had my own tattoo parlour in Finchley. It's only little, but I worked hard to get it and I was very proud of it. One Tuesday morning, a lady, or I guess was mid to late 30s, came in and asked for a tattoo on her backside. She was dressed in a 90s Holston Spurs shirt and was sporting a very classy THFC silver ring. <laughs> she, she said she wanted her all-time favourite Spurs players, Glenn Hoddle and Darren Anderton, tattooed on either cheek. Sick, no? Really? She was a larger lady. This gave me a nice big blank canvas to do my work. <laughs> no, thank you, Liam, for that. She dropped her tracksuit bottoms, laid on the table... I got to work. I was quite pleased with the Glen Hoddle, although I was a bit worried. Darren Anderson looked a bit like Lorraine Kelly. I finished up <laughs> and went to fetch the handheld barber-style mirror I kept on the side. At this point, however, disaster struck. I didn't hold the mirror properly and it slipped from my grasp and smashed. I had no other way of showing her her new tattoos. 
She was furious and refused to leave or pay until she'd seen what was on her backside. She kept saying, it could be Ian fucking right on there for all I know. I managed to calm her down and we came up with a plan. Her sister worked down the road and would be on her lunch break. She phoned her sister and she agreed and said she'd be half an hour. It seemed like an eternity as I sat with the surly, rude and sweaty lady, moaning about everything from the weather to the trainers I was wearing and saying the tea I had made had tasted like warm piss. Finally, her sister turned up. She was the polar opposite. She was kind and polite and apologetic and embarrassed about her, in quotes, live wire sister. She walked in and the newly tattooed lady who was laying front down on the table with her ass hanging out, jumped down and bent over, pushing her ass into the air. Right, tell me who is tattooed on my Aris. The sister replied very calmly, You've got Darren Anderton on your left cheek. You've got Glenn Hoddle on the right cheek. And that, in the middle, is Teddy Sheridan. <laughs> 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 uh, it took a long while to get there, Liam. It took a while to get there. It's worth it. And I was judiciously editing throughout, because it's about a 5,000-word email, but... It's greatly appreciated. Yes. <laughs> Top man. We get a lot of emails, and I know we do appreciate them. Uh, it's TuesdayClubPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us as well. They might get read. Uh, we've got how many games left? Nine games left. Nine. Hmm. Three or four more podcasts we'll struggle through. Uh and we'll see where we end up, eh? I mean, I think we'll beat Brighton on Saturday, don't you think? I think so, yeah. I think we can beat Brighton. It's 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 the big games. The Chelsea, the way, the Man U at home. Yes, that's the two big ones. I mean, Tottenham have got to play Villa away. They've got to play Liverpool away. So, you know. A lot could go on. A lot can happen. And a lot of points are going to be Derby, dropped. And if we beat them. Yeah, that could be. The- I, I hope it doesn't come down to that game. I was hoping that we would have a cushion of. That not being the crucial game, but it could be that way, couldn't it? You know. Well, let's hope. Let's hope all we need to put. I mean, no, we don't. Obviously, don't ever want to lose to them. Even if kids are trying to break in. Even if uh, we were six points above them, we wouldn't want to lose to them, would we? No, 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 exactly. Um, Keep positive. Yeah, let's keep positive. It's going to be it's classic squeaky bum time. It really mm. is. And uh, however anxious we feel about our results and the fixtures and looking forward and how we're going to do, they're you know they're far worse because they know their Spurs and the, the history of this situation is that Arsenal somehow scrape by and they balls it up. Mm. Uh, we've got a game in hand with a better side. They have got. One top player. There's no getting away from it. And if he was in our team, uh, it would be a hands down. But uh, we'll see. We, I think we'll beat Brian. And uh, then it's all about how we get on at Southampton, you know. Yeah. Fingers crossed, lads. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. That's a spirit. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. We do. See you later. See you. Bye.